0: This week, we welcome Sam Gladstone, also known as Reese Indigo, drag queen, pro wrestling manager, and podcast co-host of Is It Camp?
1: Howdy. Howdy. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you for having me.
0: Really appreciate you being here. Um, I want to talk to you about all of the things that you do. Uh, I'm super interested because there's wrestling involved and everybody knows I'm love the wrestling. Uh, yeah. There's, there's theatrics, <laughs> there's all kinds of great things that we're going to talk about, which I can't wait to get into. Uh, but before I do that, I just want to say hi to the co-host because we haven't seen each other for a little while either. For some reason, we're not recording every week, but we've got to start getting back into that. It'll happen very soon. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, so I don't see these guys all the time. So let's catch up a little bit, Sean. How have you been?
2: I've been good, man. Uh, it's it's been weird not being on the on the show the last couple of times. Uh, but uh, no, very disappointed this weekend. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm out of touch recently. Um, no, but uh, I've been working on, uh, on season five of Planet Pointless with John the last couple of weeks, which is good. Um, we, uh, we actually got to go watch Dinosaur Jr. this past weekend, which was fun. So that was a good show. Uh, yeah, no, we're just kind of, we're just chilling out, trying to come up with new ideas and figure out how to, how to, you know, be funny. (laughs) (sighs) funny.
0: That's what I love about this show. We don't try and be funny. We just have a conversation, you know, we
2: have to try, we have to physically, and emotionally and spiritually try to be funny
0: (laughs) (laughs) you can't tell from listening to it i'll tell you that it sounds pretty pretty it just kind of flows out of you so
3: yeah it's a a great podcast if nobody's caught planet pointless you got to go check it out i do have some (coughs) beef
0: with you right now though we'll get into that and we have a whole future episode planned around the beef that i have with you sean um about your feelings about the band tool but
2: that wasn't me. That was John. You was it John? Okay. That I'll take it up with John. John got canceled. I like Tool. It like was cool. I like Tool. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that was harsh <laughs> Harsh feelings about the band Tool. my hair on the back of my neck was just like tingling (laughs) i was just gonna like lose his shit about that too
0: (laughs) as he's saying it i guarantee he's thinking (laughs) (laughs) but he's just like fuck it i'm gonna let it go (laughs) yeah but no i love it i love it Uh, sam just so you know what we're talking about i'm a huge tool fan and i was listening to the planet pointless podcast and i love these guys i love them to death and I, i i'm so thankful that they're both on this podcast because they're such a different they're a different generation than me. They have different viewpoints than I do. And I personally believe that in life, you need that. You need to have contrast and you need to have people that can talk through it and learn why he hates tools so much
1: you Know what I mean? Like I I absolutely I absolutely disagree with you. I think we need to be on the same page for everything. Oh yes, of course. Of course.
3: And and, and more importantly, we need to find out why John is wrong. Yes.
0: (laughs) That's that's, okay. So that's the big question. Like personal tastes, and we're gonna do a whole episode on personal tastes as expression. Um personal tastes are so different, and it's fascinating to me how. One person could hear this kind of music and think, Oh my God, this is God's gift to music. Another person can hear it and think it's shit. And I just don't know how that happens. So that'll be a very interesting conversation. Sorry to keep on talking. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Sean. <laughs> Appreciate <Pleasure>. you, man. <laughs> Mark, how have you been?
3: No, well, I've been awesome. Uh, I've, I took a hiatus. I know I've missed quite a few shows. My wife and I, uh, vacation down to Southern Ontario um, for those not that don't know I live in Thunder Bay Ontario so um, oh I lived we, in Thunder Bay for a year yeah it's a yeah. nice place yeah um, but uh, we got to see the stadium tour when it went through Toronto so that was a great show with uh what was it? Molly crew poison Def Leopard and Joan jet which was amazing yeah. I mean, Joe Jet put on an awesome show. Of course, when we came back, we all had COVID. So that was fun. We're, we're not entirely sure where we caught it from, but we, we did go see Brian at work. So maybe Brian, no one. Sure.
0: Yes, that's what it was. It was definitely not the concert. <laughs> yeah, wasn't Nobody the wearing concert. masks. It wasn't definitely. the
3: Super Spreader event we were at. Um, yes, yeah, the oh, Henry's <laughs> virus. <yeah. laughs> so we, were, we were there. Um, and then while I was sick with COVID, I did something stupid and I bought a new guitar online. So I'm. I'm excited (laughs) for it to arrive. It's actually shaped like this one here, the pointy guitar. So it's... uh... I've got it. Uh, it's on route. I've got a tracking number now. It's been shipped from Ontario, California, which is interesting. So mm, yeah. it's on its way. So it should be at Ryden's Border Store uh, by this time next week, and I'll be able to go pick it up. Um, so that's pretty cool. I'll pop across over to Minnesota and get my guitar and, and uh, Minnesota exorbitant teeth and things like that. And what else? Oh, I I have to say I I, I get a kick out of this because those of you who don't know, I work at Marks. Uh, I'm the I'm the general manager at Marks' Warehouse uh, here in Thunder. Bay. and I love it when I answer the phone and at least once a day I answer the phone I say thank you for calling Mark's Mark speaking how can I help you and of course at least once a day you're like wait Mark market, market Mark's and I'm like yeah so this guy today he says he says wait was that a prerequisite to get the job and I said well it was it was actually before before I interviewed my name was Steve and they made me change my name my so I said, market market name, yeah. market marks. and they're like and he goes really? Are, are you serious? I said, no, no, I'm not serious at all. It's, it's yeah, and a, I live in
0: an igloo too.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I just love it, right? And uh, every day there's a customer that goes, Mark Marks, that's awesome. And the best part is if I happen to be on cash and somebody's like, you know, oh, you, would you like a bag for that? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll go tell you what, give you a fancy bag with my name on it. And I bag their stuff for them. <laughs> but, you know, and, and some of them clue in that I'm Mark and others don't, but some of them just look at you. What and, and then you
2: and like, a, a, name, name name you like it. a name tag that says like Mark Marks?
3: Yeah, it's no, it just says Mark on it, right? Well, it's oh. Mark. I was, anyways, it's well, it's funnier because
0: it's actually I shouldn't say it's funnier, but it's equally as funny because in our store we have Aurora who works at New Market. Yeah, I was actually
4: just gonna add to that conversation yeah. on a regular basis. Actually, like a couple times a day when I answer the phone, it's like, "Hi, Henry's New Market," are speaking," and they're like. I'm sorry. Did I call the Aurora location? I oh, called the I'm wrong like, store. And I'm like, I'm like, no, there mm-hmm. isn't an Aurora location. You're calling Henry's New Market. My it's name my is location. just
2: Aurora.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love we, it. we need to yeah. we need to ban naming children after places and naming businesses <laughs> after people. Yeah. I know, right? yes. um,
3: yeah,
0: that's the I, that's the answer. That's the fix. Yeah. Yeah. But
3: <laughs> as, a, as a reminder, I'm not the Mark. I'm a Mark. So but, <laughs> I finished it, but anyways, I, I've been awesome. It's been, it's been great. I, my dad was here for a month and, uh, um, he flew home on Wednesday. Um, and as soon as he landed in Toronto, he was stuck in traffic for three hours, which does not happen in Thunder uh, Bay. Stan can attest to that. So, yeah.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad Keith had a good time. It
3: was yeah. really cool seeing him in, with yeah, a big smile was, on his face. It was a lot of fun having him here and showing him around the area. And I got him out to see the James Whalen, which was the tugboat that sunk. On, on our waterfront just in time because they brought it up this week, or last week. They brought it up oh, on done. Friday, so I got to see it in its new perch, all covered in mud. I think they're waiting for it to rain to clean it off. So yeah. <laughs> Oh,
0: wow. Awesome. Fantastic. That thing is just a disaster waiting to happen if it was just staying in the water. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. yeah. Aurora, good to see you.
4: Good to see you, too. It's Again, been
0: executive. a day. I know, it's been a day. <laughs> um, Sam, Aurora is the store manager of our store. Okay.
4: Yeah.
3: Not 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 uh, his store, not mine.
0: My store. Yeah. It's been a while since uh, the
3: new Strong market, mark. not
1: the Aurora. Yes, the new market. Yeah, yeah. Right, yes. The new
0: market. not Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Although <laughs> if market, we Aurora. do ever
4: open an Aurora location, I'm pretty sure it's an, a requirement for me to become the
0: manager. I think that'll over be then. absolutely. And then, if they ever did that, I would I would have to quit Newmarket and
3: move. Well, well. no, you <laughs> change your name to Henry, and then you would be Henry Henrys. You know, there's
0: never been his name was actually Harry. <laughs> he just didn't want to call it Harry's, so he called it Henrys. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're squirreling badly, and I really want to talk to Sam. Aurora, is there anything else you wanted to say before we talk to Sam?
4: I'm just counting down the days till my vacation. I'm super oh, excited yes. for that. I have 13 days of 12 hours I leave.
0: So I'm like,
4: Woo! I have a okay. little, like, countdown on my Instagram. I'm, I'm really excited about it. So. You
0: have to say where you're <laughs> yeah, going. Yeah. Not going exactly, because to- you don't want people to show up at your hotel room, but, like, I'm going to, this is exciting. I'm,
4: I'm going to Nashville, um, Tennessee. Tennessee. I'm not a big country music fan, but my friend I'm going with, she is a huge country music fan. Um, but I'm just super excited. There's lots of cool photo opportunities. We're going. To, we're going to stay at this really cool, like retro '70s looking motel. Um, we're going to take a lot of good pictures of each other. But both me and my friend are photographers, so we're like uh, planning out these like little photo shoots that we're going to be doing the whole time um and yeah a lot of fun stuff planned for it and i haven't had a vacation vacation and what seems like forever so super excited for that
1: yeah i'm excited for yeah. you that's gonna be a great. Trip. <laughs> and yeah. you can get a nashville hot chicken sandwich authentic oh. from nashville
4: exactly exactly i'm excited for that Do they there's put ice so cream much on good there? food like <laughs> uh ice cream
0: on
4: no hot no okay so yeah swish la i don't know why they did that i what don't think that? that's a southern why? thing um yeah.
0: Yeah, they it's, put ice cream on their hot chicken sandwich at Swiss Chalet. It was like a, a dollop why? of ice cream. Wow. Thank you. I don't know why. I you sure
3: it was, when, sure. Sure was ice it cream and not like mashed potatoes or something?
4: No, it's ice cream. It's ice cream. <laughs> there's there's two versions. There's a Nashville hot chicken sandwich, and then there's it's called something else, but it has a Nashville hot sauce on the chicken, and then it has a scoop of ice cream on the top, and then we asked the waitress if someone had ever ordered it. And she said, yes, it was only really like teenage boys who just wanted to eat whatever they wanted to eat. Um, so yeah. So
0: yeah, yeah. not. Well, mm-hmm. I'm excited for your trip. I've got my own trip coming up in like 10 days as well. I'm going up to a cottage with no electricity, which is why I've, I've bought this little power bank that's showing up soon, which I'm stoked about. You're going to power my Mac computer and so on. I heard your dog running around. I thought it was Dixie here, scampering.
3: Oh, no. He's, Chris just let him in and, and they they got to come in. Let, <laughs> let me know they're in. We went outside. We barked. Oh, oh God. God. All, right, All I'm, right. I'm looking at that sandwich. Yeah. No, I wouldn't order that. No. it's yeah. disgusting. But it looks like there's butterscotch sauce on it.
2: Yeah, oh. I think so. Oh, I think that's totally worse. At this yeah. point, I'll eat anything
1: with sugar. I don't give a shit. That's
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, it's honey. Vanilla ice cream drizzled <laughs> with honey.
1: Oh. Honey and a Nashville chicken sandwich, I get. Yes. I was going to say,
3: next to the ice cream.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I, maybe there's something there. Who knows, right? But. I will be finding out,
0: and I'm perfectly fine with that. Anyway. <laughs> well, it. it's just Michelle, right write my, my work. No, know. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> Sam, let's talk about some fun stuff with you, my friend. I really appreciate mm-hmm. you being here. Uh, again, let's just go over quickly how we met uh you were at our store at henry's and you were printing some uh eight by tens Uh, not
1: some a lot
0: yeah let's. (laughs) (laughs) and and of course on the on the printer which by the way we have since removed since you were in our store there were these things that said up to 50 prints and of course henry's police kicks in (laughs) and i hear you want to print 300 prints and i'm like uh I don't think so. <laughs> and so we're trying to work it out. And you you were pleading your case. And I was like, hang on. I'm, I'm standing far away, not really helping you. It was somebody else that was helping you. And I hear you say you're printing 8 by 10s for Super Kicked. And I'm a wrestling guy. I know Super Kicked. And I keyed right into it. And um, I'd been there a few times. I was there with uh, Danny Granger. I don't know if you know Danny Granger.
1: Yeah, no, I know Danny Granger,
0: the yeah. artist, right? Yeah, exactly. He was on our show previously as well. Um, but I've known him for years. So I was there with Danny and, uh, love super kicked. And when you mentioned it, I was like, okay hang on, what's going on here? We found yeah. out the story. We tried to print as many as we could for you. Uh, and by the way, we are out of paper currently. So that does
3: happen. Yeah. <laughs> and the printer's gone, so. Yeah. Uh,
4: but the reason we took those signs off is because the next day when I heard about you coming into the store and trying to print all the prints, I was like, no, Brian, we can actually print that many prints. If we run out of paper, too bad for the customer, but we can actually do that. So
0: you don't have to worry about that now, Sam. No. Yeah. You don't awesome. have to worry about that.
3: Come by anytime. I changed the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going into print fifty-one. <laughs> oh, okay. But Hold then on. you
0: started telling me about yeah. cross-dressing and the wrestling side of what you do. So I'm going to throw it to you, Sam. Please explain to us what is your creative passion and how you can involve the cross-dressing with wrestling. I- I'm
1: fascinated. Okay, so first things first. It's not cross dressing. Thank you. Correct me, please. No, I'm stupid. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> I, I and, get the things wrong. I'm old no.
0: and I have bad terminology. So if I make a <laughs> so, mistake,
1: please. One of the big things is drag is an art form, and Aurora shaking. Used, she she tried correcting me on this earlier. By the way, I'm, to yeah, be, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be this <laughs> idea <laughs> that it was uh, men who dress up as women, and that's drag. Right. And there's I mean, there's a whole history to the art form itself. But essentially um, what drag has come to evolve to mean is it's any kind of exaggerated self-expression, usually using the medium of gender. So you can have drag queens, which is what I am. Right. Uh, You can have drag kings who are people who dress in a hyper-masculine way. And then you can have drag royalty, which is the non-binary version of that, where it doesn't really matter what they're dressing as so long as it's bigger and more and expressive and over the top, right? It's the makeup, the hair, the clothing. Um, so it's it's really grown and evolved in order to become one of those things that's, it's an art form that says everybody's welcome you can express yourself however you want right there's like a subsection of drag called club kids and what club kids do is that they go to clubs you know but they they show up in these outfits that are 100 percent impractical over the top like if, if somebody were to show up and they've just glued like as many inflatable candy canes to their entire outfit. (laughs) And, you know, it sounds like a joke, but there's people out there who do that because it's the expression of, can I make an outfit that is just candy cane, Hmm. right? Can I do this outfit that looks like somebody's ripped apart a thousand Beanie Babies and sewn them all together to make this, right? It's fashion, it's dancing it's comedy it's all kinds of stuff rolled into one and you get so many different kinds of drag that it's it's really incredible so it it's very different from the the idea of cross-dressing in that it is this expression of the self as opposed to i mean i don't even think we really use the term cross-dressing much anymore anyway because i mean no, uh, no, no, it's okay. It's uh I mean it, it's it's coming to the idea that essentially gender is a work, right? Like somebody at some point decided boys wear pants, girls wear skirts. It's like, but it's got nothing to do with anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> so wear what you want as so long as you're comfortable and it's not hurting someone, right? And I mean like, you know, five foot long train you're probably going to trip over something if you work in a uh welding facility probably not the best idea so
0: (laughs) i want to clarify something you just said though gender is a work now work is something i understand
1: from the wrestling world it's you know it's let you explain it so in in wrestling there's this idea that uh everything kind of breaks down into two categories there's work and there's shoot and this all comes from old 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 like carny language and kayfabe right where it's this idea that uh what we're presenting to the audience uh if me and brian have a beef and you know i'm the good guy and he's the bad guy and then i go to tim hortons and i'm ordering a coffee and he walks in well then oh, oh holy shit you're my nemesis and i'm gonna fucking fight you in this tim hortons to keep up and then meanwhile you know 45 minutes later we meet up at the motel and go like wow that was wild what we did that tim hortons there right and that's part of the work you know what we do in the ring is part of the work right but every once in a while something comes through that's a, a shoot where it's real stuff right like if brian and i legitimately had a beef and You know what i just came in and i said i've had enough of this fucking guy and i clock him it's it's a shoot so sometimes in wrestling you will get guys who have legitimate problems with each other or whatever happens and something true slips through and that's what we call a shoot so getting back to gender is a is a work it's coming down to the idea that we made all this stuff up it's got nothing to do with any biology beyond like, I want to keep myself warm <laughs> and I'm going to wear clothes. But beyond that, the the size of our heels have changed back and forth. Men used to be the ones wearing heels more so than women. Men wore makeup more so than women for a long time too. But then that changed, right? Various cultures around the world have men or women, both in skirts, no skirts, hoops rings who who cares right jewelry yes no back forth and there's nothing really dictating it beyond like at some point some old guy said you're going to keep dressing this way otherwise it's wrong and that's that's what i mean by gender being a work right that my expression your expression you're just expressing who you are and that's it i'm going to express myself how i am and that's it. And it's got, it's just the way we are. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a big difference
0: in in philosophy from somebody of my generation, right? Uh, In general, you're born a guy or you're born a girl. And a lot of people still carry that to this day. And there's so much bullshit in the world for people forcing that view on other people that, uh, you know, the, the parades have to happen and, and all these things have to happen and people have to keep on hearing that, you know, let people be people. And that's, I mean, in this day and age, especially that's very frustrating to me because I lived in the States for quite a while and to, to have the experiences that I had living in the United States and literally the day after high school to say, screw this country. I'm out of here. I'm going back home to Canada because of the experiences I had living in the States. Now I know more than half of our listeners live in the States. So please, if you're hearing this, hear it from a place of, you know, do better (laughs) because, because I got out the second I could. And now looking back at it, it's only gotten worse in how people are controlling how other people can live and, and all these things. And it's, it's, it's really frustrating. So it's a breath of fresh air to hear that this is something that's progressing, especially in the world of pro wrestling, which isn't necessarily known as being a very uh, friendly environment to uh, people like that. So um, however, To stay on that point for a quick second, um, two things. First, I want to congratulate you for being able to, I asked you what your top five moments were, to getting to walk on stage at a super kick show as your authentic self. So that is huge. In my opinion, that's huge. Again, coming from this place I was just talking about in the world of pro wrestling, how it's not necessarily accepted. So first thing is, how did that come about? And is that something you're going to be doing more often?
1: So uh when you say how did that come about do you mean that moment or how did the yeah, the moment drag wrestling persona
0: no the moment itself uh, specifically the drag wrestling persona i mean that would be great to hear how that all happened as well but uh the question was more just you know when you got up on stage and, or you got in the ring i assume and you did your thing i'd love to hear how that came about how you worked with super kick to make that happen if there were any hurdles um to make that happen or if it's just naturally they're just awesome people and they said this is what we got to do.
1: Yeah, so um, the the match in question was uh, it was our annual sort of Royal Rumble kind of thing. We call it Rumble in the Dot, and of course it's thirty people, right? Uh, I don't know if all of you three know what a Royal Rumble is, how those work. Yes, no,
2: roughly. So,
1: so <laughs> the idea is <clears throat> you start with the ring. And the uh, first guy comes in, gets his entrance music, gets to go into the ring, do whatever. And then a second guy is announced, comes into the ring. And the match basically starts at that point. And then every minute and a half, and I'm going to put that in quotation marks because it's not always a minute and a half, uh, (laughs) uh, a new contestant enters the ring. And so what happens is, uh, depending upon the size of the show, depending upon how many contestants they do, you know they can do ten, they can do twenty, they can do thirty. I think one of the highest I'd ever heard of was fifty, and that just seems like such a long night to be sitting there. Anyway, the point is, it's one after the other, after the other, after the other, constantly coming in. The only like way somebody's to-
2: taking a it sounds <laughs> like somebody's making like a like a like a get together into a house party
1: yeah <laughs> that's
2: what so, i can think of it
4: <laughs> i'm just trying to think the, of the logistics of this is this like everybody's in the ring at the same time these 20 potentially 30 yeah depends
1: um... so the only way to eliminate somebody from a royal rumble match is to send them over the top rope and both of their feet have to touch the ground okay now of course because of those very specific rules you can play around with it a lot right like some guys don't touch both feet to the ground if they touch one foot they can hop back over and hop back into the ring if you don't go over the top rope you go through the second rope and you land on the floor you're still in the match you can get back in the ring somebody catches you they can put you back in yeah, you fall onto a chair. You, you land can, on your hands. Yes, Handwalk. We're just going to name Kofi Kingston things at this point. It's right? back and forth with Kofi for the next five minutes. <laughs> and so the idea is that you you build in all kinds of stories because all a lot of these characters have previous interactions of previous matches being like, oh, you know, I hate that guy. And maybe those two people will never see each other in the, that match. Or they might be back-to-back coming out, right? You never know. So for that show, I think I was entering, like, number 21 by that point. And I came out, and I was told, essentially, what you do, you walk out, do a pose outside, go into the ring, start the match. Because you don't technically, you're technically not in the match until you get into the ring so i come out and my my entrance music at the time was by a french vietnamese artist called Milan, a song called nail polish and so i i come out i've got the wig on i've got the god what was i wearing at that point i can't remember what my outfit was but anyway full face of makeup outfit on and you know my idea was i was just gonna do a couple things pose get into the ring, let's get the show started. Well, when I came out, the, the house just went wild, right? Huge applause. And I was like, oh, holy shit. They're super into this. And one of the things that you're taught is if the crowd's really into something, you don't cut them off. You have to let them feel it out. You have to let them ride that wave for as long as possible. So I was just like, well, I'm here. My music's going, it's a song, so I'm just going to do as much as my of my song until they cut me off. Well, I got through a minute and a half of the song before it was like, oh, next guy's coming in. Okay, all right. And I got to go in, but having the whole club <laughs> go nuts for it, you know, I get into the ring. And, like, the whole time that I've been outside, I can see various people who are still fighting at the same time. You know, they are stopping to look over and see what the fuck is going on. Can I swear on this? I, <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. You can. You know, okay. You can. All right. Uh, yeah. They're like, what's going on? Who's this? Right. And I'm just doing my thing on the outside. And yeah, you know, I, I, I managed to get in. And the first person who comes up to me is Jake something. And he's, you know, look at me. He's he's huge. He's a monster. All right, He's great. And he just... You know, walks up to me and I just I hit him and he goes down because I'm I'm a big guy. I'm not, you know, like his kind of big, but I'm still a big guy, and so I'm just knocking people down uh, left and right and you know enjoying myself. And then we were supposed to have this spot where somebody comes in and knocks out like five of us in a row with the same moves, right? Boom, 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 and that's Jake something. Yeah, big dude. And, Instead, uh, I I had talked to him beforehand and I'm like, you have to knock five people, like eliminate five people in a row within like 20 seconds. I'm going to make this a little bit easier on you. You only got to do four. I'm just going to leave of my own accord. Right. So there I was watching four other dudes get their asses handed to them, thrown out of the ring, their feet landing on the ground. And I just go, oh, nope. I, pull the rope down. I walk out i put both feet on the ground and just bye everyone <laughs> I'm, not with that. I'm not i'm not ruining this i'm not <laughs> ruining my whole life sticking to the gimmick and afterwards my my coach took me aside and he was like who told you to uh to just leave the ring and i said <laughs> i'm really sorry i thought living in the character." i would be the kind of person who would become an instant coward the second this is getting threatened and he's
3: like no it's perfect it worked well
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my heart
3: i have to ask is that the only time you've been in the ring in drag
1: no 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 i've done it uh, a couple more times since um a couple more times in actual matches uh i did a seven man scramble in one where with my entrance i was dancing on the outside again and i went to grab the rope and i jumped up and i landed square on my ass on the outside of the ring and i just it was like oh fuck yeah, i rolled back and i was just like oh look it's fun choreography everyone <laughs> i cannot feel anything from my waist down oh no oh, but no. i did i did the rest of the mat i, I just landed really hard on my butt but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, since, since that point, I've had to stop wrestling, unfortunately, because uh so I, I, I had a medical diagnosis during the pandemic and uh essentially it's a genetic thing. I've got what's called factor five Leiden and I'm like a reverse Romanoff with my family where the Romanoffs were all hemophiliacs and you cut them and they bleed and bleed and bleed. We do the opposite where you don't even have to cut us and our blood goes hey how does a clot sound oh (laughs) so my doctor was like you're wrestling and you clot easily you're gonna stop wrestling (laughs) yeah
0: that could be all kinds of trouble
1: yeah so instead talking with my coach it was like what if I become a manager and that's why now I'm a a pro wrestling drag manager and uh now I get matched up with whoever needs it and still do matches i mean we did one over the weekend in w- windsor somewhere near windsor something like that but uh got to have a match and you know lots of fun walk around in my metallic pink snakeskin boots and <laughs> nice
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know too many other wrestlers that wear that but that's fantastic
1: <laughs> <laughs> that
3: became more of a thing where there was more uh uh, wrestlers in drag. I might actually be able to get my wife out to watch some of it. She's a huge fan of uh, like RuPaul's drag race and whatnot and uh, knows a lot of the, a lot of the ladies that are there. We saw, mm-hmm. um, we had Bianca Del Rio came through Thunder Bay. So we went yes. to see her show and that was awesome. And we've got uh, next week, I think it's Alyssa Edwards is in town. So, we're Ooh, going to see so yeah. I, I didn't even ask my wife. I saw I saw the tickets were for sale. And I just bought them because I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm going to have a good time. So, <laughs> Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Guaranteed. But um, yeah, there there are a couple drag queen wrestlers. They are very spread out at the moment. There's uh, in the UK, there is Priscilla, Queen of the Ring, as well as Visage. And in the States, there's another uh, manager called Pollo Del Mar. And she calls herself the manager of champions, but oh. I've yet to see a single champion under her wings. So <laughs> shots I fired! I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh man.
0: But there have been classically very many uh, let's say flamboyant wrestlers. Like there's Adrian some really
1: Adonis. Perfect, perfect
0: example. Adrian Street, Johnny B. Bad, Gold Dust. Gold Dust. Gorgeous George. I mean, maybe not to the same extent as, you know, wearing different clothes, whatever, but the, the flamboyant attitude and some of them were wearing big capes. And I mean, yeah. the theatrics of it have been a part of wrestling for forever, but I the mean, acceptance side of it, maybe yeah. not.
1: One of the things that I know a, a lot of LGBTQ fans of wrestling say is like wrestling's drag. It It is drag. It's, you've got, people choosing to portray hyper exaggerated versions of themselves with costumes and hairstyles and granted they're not lip syncing and and you know, doing all kinds of numbers and heels but they're they've got choreography and yeah you know guys are increasing the heel height on their boots in order to look a little bit taller and you know, it's, it's hyper-masculinity for a lot of people, but then there's also the hyper-femininity of the uh, the female divisions. <clears throat> so it's it's all over the place, right? And it is much better, I think, because the LGBTQ acceptance is moving forward better in the mainstream that now people want to see that reflected more. <laughs> in popular culture, whether it's, you know, more Marvel movies with LGBTQ characters or cartoons or wrestling or music or whatever, right? Like if somebody like Lil Nas X had come out 20 years ago, he would not have the career he has right now, yeah. but here he is. So I think it's a, it's a great time for wrestling to be a wrestling fan because you're really spoiled for choices in terms of what do you want to see in a performer? Do you want to see big meat guys slapping meat with each other? Great, there's like 500 of them, right? You want to see like some extreme emo, you know, death match, you know, tons of blood all over the place? Great, tons of those guys. You want to see somebody being a weird little goblin dude? There's Danhausen. Yeah. (laughs) No state to Danhausen. I love the weird little goblin dude. But whatever you want, it's out there. And I think the same is becoming more true of drag. Now, unfortunately, RuPaul's drag race is still behind in the times for a few things. In yeah. terms of, it's only the queens that are on the show. Yeah. There's there's not much representation of drag kings. See, like I didn't that.
0: even know about that, and that's why this conversation's already been so awesome for me. Yeah. I, I had no
1: clue, and it's because of things like the RuPaul Drag
0: Race that I, I don't see those things. I don't know that that's a
1: thing. So, if you want to see something like that, there's another show called Boulay Brothers Dragula, right? And Dragula is more of a horror themed. Drag competition. The first okay. two seasons are real rough to watch because it's very clear, like we filmed this in someone's basement. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, the challenges are the same. Like this week, we want you all to dress up as witches, and so you get to see all these different people appearing as witches and doing stuff. And it's like, wow, this is cool.
3: It was dra- Dragula. Yeah,
1: like the Rob Zombie oh, song. Yeah, yeah, right? and uh, Brothers. Yeah, Boulay Brothers, Dragula but as the seasons went on the Boulay brothers were like this is a drag competition open to anyone there's yeah. no gender identity there's no so the winner of season 3 was a drag king named Landon Cider yeah and the jokes <laughs> write themselves yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um he's he's incredible like from episode 1 you're like he's winning there's yeah. there's nobody else in this competition tell. that's on yeah. that level okay and they're coming up and well the the big difference in the shows is that uh rather than do like a lip sync for your life that they do in drag race they do like a fear factor kind of challenge where it's like cool you're in your drag you two are at the bottom we're gonna go parachute diving it's like what or we're gonna bury you in a box for half an hour and see how that goes right so all kinds of weird stuff, and then they judge based upon how well they handled this, this fear factor style thing, and then they do a little vignette where they kill the person. So well, kill the person, but you know, if you like a little more horror and a little more representation, Boole Brothers, you're going to see some Very really cool. interesting stuff.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll have to let uh, let Chris know. That'd be awesome. She she loves to watch these things, and I we should. I'll, I'll sit down. She you want me to turn off? Nope. <laughs> I, it, that, I'm entertained, right? That's it. We we had, just before COVID happened, uh, I had moved to Thunder Bay and I was living here alone, but, but while the house closed and I went to a drag show um, downtown, down in Port Arthur. And uh, there was one drag king at that show. And it was, again, I mean, I'm there with my camera and I had just such a great time. It was probably like the, still the best, one of the best times I've had in Thunder Bay. And I was just there alone, but the crowd, the energy, Right, the performers, it was just so much fun, right? So it was, yeah, I definitely, I, we're gonna check this show out too. So cool.
0: Um, there's so many other things to talk about
3: too, though. Like
0: <laughs> you you got into Dracula, yeah. the first thing I yeah. thought was Elvira, and then yeah. that brings me back to your podcast. Um, so I want to talk about the podcast a little bit. Um, unless you guys have any other questions about the wrestling before I move on,
2: yeah. no,
0: All right.
4: right. Uh, Well, I mean, I have a few questions. Um, The one main question that I'm thinking about is like, how, how did this all start for you? Like, was it the wrestling first? Was it the drag first? Was it, uh, and then when did it become melded uh, between the two? Um, That's kind of, I'm trying to get like the picture of it.
1: No. Um, So, okay. I did not get into wrestling or drag until I was about 30. Oh, wow. And wrestling, I never understood. I was like, like, even as a kid, I was just, why are these two guys fighting? Oh, they're done fighting. Okay. Why are these two guys fighting? Oh, they're done fighting too. I don't get this, right? And it wasn't until much (laughs) later I had a friend show me um, a video by, unfortunately, Max Landis called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling, which is about the rise and fall and- overall story of triple h and when it was put into a context of this is a story that's unfolding over the course of years years and you can see this person change and grow but the core of them still stays the same and and that it's like superheroes and comic books and soap operas and all that stuff i was like oh i get it now if i actually follow these characters I'll understand why they're doing the things they're doing. They're not just fighting. They're they're telling a story through their body, right? So that finally clicked. And so I started watching WWE because uh, I now had access to it. At the same time, I had a friend get me into watching Drag Race. And I went, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is comedy and it's song and it's dance and it's looks and it's, everything that you want to see i i usually explain it to people as like it's all the best bits of every other reality show mixed into one mm-hmm. right so you're not just getting well here's a, a reality show where 20 comedians need to out comedy each other and it's like well that feels really subjective right but if you do that plus everybody has to dress up in the color gold this week And then the worst two are going to have to sing and dance in order to entertain us and stay on the show. Great. I love this. So I I got to a place where I was like, I really want to try these things. And in my head, I was like, but I'm poor and I live in Toronto. I got to choose one of these things. And so at the time I'd been training for bodybuilding and I asked my coach like, hey, do you mind if I, go out and try wrestling training. And he's like, yeah, sure. Go for it. Like open yourself up to new things. So I went, I found super kicked and like, I signed up on the spot and now backing up one more step though. The week before I signed up and the thing that made me sign up finally was I had this reoccurring dream about meeting Kurt angle, who is a big wrestler. And I just remember like constantly sitting down with him and being like, you're a good wrestler, man. He's like, thank you very much. And just talking. So I was like, I got to make these dreams stop. It's clearly in my head. So I went out, started pro wrestling. (laughs) Then the drag came in later because when you're training, one of the things you're asked to do is, I mean, you have to find a character. You have to find who you are in the ring. And everybody goes through growing pains of trying to figure out, okay. All right. Let's try this, right? So even though you're doing like a basic drill of get up, knock somebody down, get up, knock somebody down, get up, knock somebody down down, over and over again, you know, my coach would ask like, okay, if you have ideas for character stuff, maybe try and work that into how you're moving or what you're saying and whatnot. And so I had tried a couple of things and nothing worked before. I tried something and it confused people and another one. They were like, well, I mean, you don't really uh, we can't understand what you're saying when you're doing it. Uh. So one day after watching like an episode of Drag uh, Drag Race I'm in the ring. I knock somebody down and just as a joke I did um, if you've ever seen Trixie and Katya's show uh, online okay, I knock a guy down and I just crouch down next to him and I go uh, <laughs> i get up and get uh, go to the next thing and everybody lost their shit i was like oh oh this is what it's supposed to feel like when when it's when it's right and my coach talked to me and he's like that was great whatever that was i don't understand i don't quite understand it but whatever it is it's great like what's it from you know and you know i explained it's like a drag things like, drag wow Yeah, that's interesting. But if you're going to do it, I need you to do it. A hundred percent. Like you can't just sort of do something. It's got to be like, okay, I am the wrestling drag queen. So I became the wrestling drag queen.
0: Perfect. That's awesome. And now that
4: you've stopped wrestling, um, because of your health, um, condition, um, are you like getting into drag as a separate thing or like doing drag as a separate thing or
1: I've, I've done a couple drag performances outside of super kicked, but I want to try and keep my drag mostly for, for wrestling because it's a niche market that I can exploit that I can go into and make my own little world trying to get into drag, especially in Toronto. There are so many drag Queens out here Mm -hmm. that, getting any kind of spot is really hard so like i've performed a couple times at um there's a cinema over here called the review that puts on you know older movies and whatnot and uh there's one guy who does a a a series called dumpster raccoon where he puts on terrible movies purposely so people enjoy themselves and so the first time i got to perform drag was during a screening of cats which is a garbage fire movie <laughs> but everybody should watch it because i love it <laughs> but getting to go up there in my purple and gold sequined outfit and you know do cat motions and and whatnot and people That's loved fun. it so i got invited back to open for another movie Hedwig and the Angry Inch and so yeah my my performances outside of wrestling they've been few but in wrestling that's where i really want to make my like this is my place right awesome
4: awesome thank you
1: yeah, no problem
0: um speaking of <clears throat> movies that are horrible um <laughs> i was looking through your your podcast and is it camp and i love the concept of it um i i see there's like rat race and the meg and all these other movies that I look back at and I've wa- I haven't i have watched the Meg Tu Wang Fu. I love Tu Wang Fu. Oh,
3: the Meg was great.
0: I haven't seen it. Um, but I saw the Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. And of course, I've been an Elvira fan, oh God, since.
1: Since Elvira started.
0: Since, since mid 80s, I think. Since yeah, mid 80s. body
3: became percolated <laughs> by your hormones. Okay.
0: Elvira movie Macabre. <laughs> Well, this is the story. Um, my brother, my older brother Steve, is gay, and he didn't know at the time. And we used to watch the Elvira show all the time. It was like the only thing that we would do. I'm looking back at my memories of my brother Steve, and not many of them are good, to be honest with you. Uh, but the ones that are good are things like the moments that we had when we sat, we watched the Elvira movie Macabre, and. and just watching her was so foreign to me and the fact that I'm, I'm able to do that with my big brother was like so cool and that was a huge thing for me growing up like just watching these shows with Steve um such an inspiration she's had to so many people and of course what's weird is she didn't come out until like during the pandemic yep. that she is actually with a woman um such an inspiration for so many people, uh, but w- the movie that you uh, that you saw—it was just the movie, though. It wasn't like looking back at all the things no. that she did. And so, Sean, do you know who Elvira is? Are you familiar with the whole character?
2: I I think that John and I touched on it once or twice. He he's—I know he's mentioned it a couple times—and I haven't really like thought to dig into it a bunch. But I I know of Elvira, I believe.
0: I highly recommend people look at the old,
1: old stuff. (laughs) The movie alone is very good. It's such an excellent primer to the Elvira character. It's a genuinely funny movie for what it is. It's like it, it was from that time of the Tim Burton, Adams family, Edward Scissorhands, where it's like, here is a creepy, dark, spooky person. And then here's this. 50s kind of housewife uh town and what happens when the one spooky person shows up in this town Ooh, wackiness right but <laughs> she's also doing it with bad dad jokes uh an incredible thirst for the guy who runs the movie theater and just enormous boobs which adds to the whole story i mean yeah. because that's
0: her gimmick if you see her as cassandra peterson She's not all that, she's not putting that out there. She's she's a completely different character. The Elvira character is her inner inner character. And I love I've I've always wanted to have her on the show. I mean, I've actually sent a message and I never got a reply. I'm gonna cry about that later, but until then, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the podcast itself, like how did that get started for you? And it's such a great theme: camp music, camp movies. So many great movies to go through with that.
1: So uh I do it with my, my really good friend from university. We, we had lived together for a couple of years. And, and then of course, post-university shit happens, everybody drifts apart. And you know, we, we try to become adults and blah, 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 blah. But I reconnected <laughs> with her online and we just started talking and whatnot. And then one day, like I, I've been listening to podcasts for, god like seven years now and you know going through things you pick things up then you drop things off and you're going i don't know about this one after a while and oh i don't like this host anymore and whatnot and i i really found that i i i enjoy podcasts where characters are where the people are talking about things they love right and so one of the things i love is i I love just that there's no real connecting thread. But then as I looked closer and closer, I was like, oh, this is all camp. All of this is camp, right? Even if it's bad, even if it's good. And it's not so much just a movie podcast. We do books. We do TV shows. We do. Um, we did an episode on People's Sexiest Man Alive, just talking about that whole thing <laughs> as a concept. And... Uh, we have an episode coming out at the beginning of October, which is about a musical version of War of the
3: Worlds. Great. It's amazing. Is that uh, Jeff Waynes? Jeff
1: Waynes, yeah.
3: You got, you got that. It's a double CD. Yeah, awesome. So
1: good.
3: Isn't it? <laughs> just the creep, the creep factor is there. It's just awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So we, we kind of came to this idea of like, we should do it on camp. We should be looking at things because there's this – I mean, there's a a big part of the LGBTQ uh, community is just being like, oh, that, that's camp. And people being like, I don't, I don't get what that means. Like, what is camp? And then trying to explain camp to somebody, it's, it's a laborious process of being like, sometimes it's those things that are so bad, they're good. But then sometimes they're also like really offensive or sometimes they're just silly but in the right way and there's not really a concise meaning to camp it's more so a feeling of something so we were like what if we did a podcast where you and i watched and listened and read and whatnot all these things and then at the end of it just come to an idea of is it camp and then we called it is it (laughs) is it camp it says what it is on the tin perfect yeah um Yeah, we we've just had fun doing it, right? It's not you know gangbusters numbers of people coming in, but you know we've done a year's worth of episodes. And at the end of the first year, we said, "What's more camp than an awards show?" So we made an <laughs> awards show episode. <laughs> and, Love it. And the with the idea of being, we're not going to nag on anything. We're not going to say the the worst movie and blah blah blah. Instead, it was you know what did we enjoy of the last year who was our what was our favorite song what was the the moment that really made us go holy shit which was for me from uh did you guys see malignant oh, no Ooh, okay ghost <laughs> find it find it wherever you can watch it because there are some moments in that movie the first half of the movie you're just like okay so it's like a Creepy slasher kind of thing Eh, with a detective story. All right, I I guess. And then it hits a point where you go, Oh, holy shit.
0: And it keeps
1: escalating from there. So,
0: okay. My wife works (laughs) in a movie store, so I'll have to tell her to bring that one home.
3: (laughs) It was was rated 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. So, to be a camp movie, does it have
0: to be a bad movie?
1: No, absolutely not. uh we've done oh, I'm just i'm even trying to think of the list that we've been through um, i didn't see a john waters movie on your we haven't done a john waters yet how is and that we, even possible we want to we want to save it for the right moment for because we also like doing theme months so like every second month for us is a theme month uh, and we've got it all plotted out. We've got a huge Excel spreadsheet uh, mapped out. Sean, you think I'm organized? Yeah, this, yeah, is, seemed, this I, is next level. I
2: make this joke. I make this joke all the time with Brian. And every time I tell people about about expressions, and I'm like, these guys are way more organized than we are. <laughs> <laughs> so am it, it. it's Brian. It's Brian. Brian. It's Let's be Brian. honest. It's <laughs> but no, you I mean, have we, to be. We are not we're not organized at all but like again it's it's part of the of the gimmick right like i can understand like a podcast like something like this right where you talk about like being like a lot more serious conversations a lot more in-depth conversations whereas you have me and me and my my co-host where we just literally fart around and we're just dicks to each other that's just how it works
1: (laughs) we, we we fart around too we Every episode we have is named after a joke that we come up with in the episode or something that we just found particularly funny. So next week is our episode on uh, the Muppet movie, the first one, the original Muppet movie. And so we've named the episode, is it a great Muppety God? Because at, (laughs) at one point during the episode, I don't know how we got onto it, but we were talking about that. That song from the 90s, What If God was one of us. And on the oh, spot, Lord. like I ad libbed this, you know, what if God was a Muppet? Yeah, so on and so forth. <laughs>
0: one thing led to the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, the the last episode we recorded, we called it Is It a Mayonnaise Sandwich. Love it. It's like it, it doesn't have to make sense, but we're just farting around. We're having we're big goofy goofums. Every once in a while we get to something and we go like, yeah, that that was that wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point, right? Sometimes we watch things. In fact, we we have a whole month every April we dedicate, we call it Mystery Month, and we choose things that neither of us have seen or read or taken part in or whatever and we put that on the list. And then we come out of it being like well, that was a dud. <laughs>
0: that was a waste of a gun, <laughs> an hour and a half.
1: Oh, no, I wish it was an hour and a half. There was oh, one no. movie I put on the list that was like two hours and ten minutes. And it was a musical from like the 1956. And we both came out of it being like, oh, my God, what what were we <laughs>
3: thinking? So do, you, do you actually do your podcast like during the movie, like the movie plays, and you guys talk about it as it plays?
1: No, no, we we take it in ahead of time one of us always does like background information and the other person does like more or less a synopsis of it. Unless it's something like, you know, if we're gonna talk about like our episode on Little Nas X, we just talked about him in general and how we felt and his music. But um like for example, I'm trying to think we did an episode on The King's Daughter, which was a movie that sat in development hell for eight years for very good reasons. And Uh, So we watched it, and Sarah did the synopsis. I did the background Mm -hmm. information because I was like, I want to talk about this. And I ended up talking about the aquatic ape theory, which is an evolutionary theory that at one point humans became mermaids slightly. (laughs) It's not real. There's no evidence to back it up. (laughs) But for some reason, there's scientists out there who are like, damn it, I know there's mermaids. And this is why. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah it's just we talk about whatever we want to every once in a while we we get a little more serious when it's like okay all right some horrible things are happening here like our last episode we recorded we talked about orientalism from you know the the colonialism of our past and we're like yeah boo this shit garbage <laughs> who cares but um yeah it we just we have fun and that's the point right that's that what is the guys point are here to do
0: it's exactly right i mean that's literally the people we embrace more most are the people that do their creative passions just for the sake of of having fun and being creative and being able to express themselves um and i think it's really cool that we have these tech technology tools to to be able to do these things and and get that off our chest and be able to enjoy ourselves and express ourselves that way. Um, and by the way, you and Sarah have great rapport. Um, your back and forth is spot on. She's really funny. Uh, it was really cool. So I, I recommend people check it out. Um, absolutely. it is it camp is what your podcast is called. Mm-hmm. And uh, absolutely. Check that guy. Check out that podcast, everybody. I'm babbling now. My. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that right. time of night, Brian. <laughs> it is that time of night. In fact, um, before we get to that time of night where we ask you our three questions, Uh, I just want to throw it to Sean, Mark, and Aurora and see if you guys have any other questions you'd like to ask Sam.
1: Okay, not everybody at once. I know, right? (laughs) I just
3: uh, just want to say thanks. Uh, Thanks for being on the show, Sam. It's been a great conversation. Uh, It was really great to meet you.
1: Oh, thank you very much. It's been nice to be able to talk about this kind of stuff because I feel like an oddity in that. uh, Yeah, I, I am the great big... Drag queen pro wrestling manager and having to explain <laughs> that to people, it's like, no, I don't wrestle drag queens, and I don't manage <laughs> drag queens who then go on and wrestle. I am the drag queen who manages the wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people in that world
0: should be able to get it, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, in wrestling, people people are pretty open to that
1: kind of stuff if they can accept that the Undertaker is an undead wizard man why can't he's an undead wizard man that's his whole (laughs) and then briefly he was alive and a a badass biker but then he became an undead wizard man again and he's just like yeah you guys can buy that the undertaker can shoot fire out of the ring but you can't buy that i can give a clothesline and five inch heels
0: well that i can't buy personally but i'm impressed by it that you've done it so that's pretty impressive.
3: I would pay to see
2: that. I would pay to see
1: that also. Actually, that's that sounds incredible. <laughs> I don't know why everybody makes a big fuss about running in heels. It's, I
3: just um, think it would be cool to see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor Aurora, she's thinking of her ankles breaking.
4: I'm like, I am, I'm not the most girly girl. Uh, I cannot in heels. So the things that I've seen drag queens do in heels is just like incredible to me the the things that drag queen i I was saying this to brian because i was like super excited to have you on i'm like i've wanted to have a drag queen on since we started this show um because it's super creative in so many different ways the choreography the the music the dancing the makeup like i can't do anything near that level of makeup i'm very basic when it comes. Oh, to neither things. can
1: I. I make it up every single time.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome, and it, it's great that to have the confidence and and, and just be able to to That's do that. That's what it's I'm just, writing a note on. To yeah.
0: being secure enough about uh, of yourself to be able to do it. That's what I love about it too.
4: It, it's just it's just so awesome, and I've seen a drag show live once. I didn't know a whole lot about uh drag as a thing at the time. And I was kind of like unsure about it. It was for a friend's birthday. And then I went and it was one of the best nights I've ever had with uh, like the group of girls <laughs> uh, of our friends. And then, um, you know, later on, I found out one of my siblings is in the LGBT community, they're non-binary. And, you know, like this whole conversation of gender being, as you said, like a work is is totally true. And uh, so, you know, like we got into watching Drag Race together and and, and stuff like that. And um, I think it's just and like things like Queer Eye and and stuff like that. And I just, uh, I think it's just super amazing and super creative. And I'm just so happy that you came on. So I really appreciate that.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm glad to be here and just answer questions about this kind of thing. Because I know, I know for a lot of uh, cis hetero, people because it's exploding so much and there's so much more representation there are people not not afraid of it but more so worried about like i want to be able to interact with these people in the right way that's not going to offend them that's not going to you know destroy any boundaries and and i get labeled as a bigot or whatever right uh it's just if you go into it with an open mind and you ask you know like the appropriate kind of questions like for example a couple weeks ago we we had a show with um, uh malachi black uh brody right. king and it was a big show that, yeah yeah and that's what i printed off all the pictures for okay. <laughs> right but uh part way through because i was work, i worked the, with the merch booth right and you know the three guys were there brody king came over to me and he said really sorry to ask this, but, uh, what are your pronouns? And I was just like, oh, that's really nice to ask. And, you yeah. know, people will never get, I mean, some, some people might, but those people are also assholes. So <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with asking somebody their pronouns up at the top of a conversation. Uh, and if you do get them wrong, you just make a mental note adjust for later do your best not to do it again right and most people will be absolutely fine with it because unfortunately every once in a while you may misgender somebody who's probably been misgendered like five times already today and they're just like i'm so tired of this right but for the most part i think many people are going to be like they're trying to learn they're doing their best okay we're going to throw them a bone on stuff. So yeah, just the fact that you're open-minded enough to think, okay, all right, well, there's so much more out there. Why wouldn't we embrace all of this, right? Just don't be afraid to, to go out and experience it. That's all.
0: Exactly. This is why we do the show. This is why I, not the reason, but a big reason why I love doing the show is because there's a lot of stuff I don't know. And I've seen my generation, Change. I've seen the world change and I know that I'm not educated on it the way I should be. So doing a show like this and talking to people who I don't interact with every day, I think is very important for me. Therefore, I think it's also important for whomever might watch the show or listen to the show. Right? So I think that's a a really important, powerful thing that we could be doing as podcasters, you doing it the way you do it, Sean doing it the way he does it, us doing it the way we do it. Um, I, I think they're all valuable. And there's people out there who who need to hear these different perspectives. So I think it's awesome.
2: Sean, anything else you want to add? Uh, first, again, thank you for being on the show, man. You're such an interesting human being. And I I, I love it. It's fantastic. Um, I just, I, I don't really have a question, but I I just want to let you know that you've encouraged me to want to learn more about drag and all this other stuff because john's trying to get me our other co-host john tried to get me to watch yeah. rupaul and all this other stuff and i was a bit like off-put by it at first and it, that's just me being a toxic toxic masculine human being right but um I'm, I'm opening my my mind up like you said to, to tackle things with an open mind so i'm trying to to expand my like, what my what brain sea, power here to what out. season
1: of drag race did he try to get you started on Oh
2: uh, man, I, he, he told me that there was one episode where, uh, where Henry Rollins was one of the judges and I was a huge fan, of, I'm a huge fan of Henry Rollins. He's mm-hmm. like idol, idol of mine. Um, so I watched that and to see such a grungy like punk rock dude to go up there and and he mentioned something before that uh he said that some hendron said something and he's like honestly he's like i'm not like in the dudes or anything but he's like there was some some guys that like made that shit look so good he's like and there was mm-hmm. some movement downstairs <laughs> so i was <laughs> like if you can enjoy it so can i right so i like, <laughs> <you're, you're, you're laughs> things with an open mind like you said yeah. right so you've encouraged me to open my mind a little bit more which is which i thank mm-hmm. you for by the
1: way <laughs> Just like wrestling, just like music, like anything, if you find the one drag queen that you're going to be like, that one, they're funny as fuck, or they dance really good, or whatever, whatever it is that clicks you in, uh, what I would highly recommend is go on YouTube and look up snatch game compilations. So, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Already right, Mark, Mark is losing his shit. So, <laughs> oh (laughs) season three of drag race they have done every single season one episode dedicated to what they call snatch game and the idea is it's match game the old game show if you know what match game is yeah all right so but the thing is the drag queens have to be able to do Uh, a character impersonation generally of a celebrity every once in a while they flex the rules to say like okay we'll allow this one because it's funny as fuck (laughs) and you you want to find the the snatch game compilations of like the best of snatch game because when it's bad it's you're sitting there going (laughs) oh no i think like last season of regular drag race had the worst snatch game i have ever seen because nobody landed jokes and everybody's supposed to be doing a celebrity impersonation you're just like i don't get any of these anytime somebody says they're going to do beyonce or mariah they're going to crash and burn because there's no personality to make fun of them there but when somebody's (laughs) like (laughs) but when somebody says like oh i'm going to be carol channing you're like oh fuck, it's carol channing this is going to be amazing Right. somebody did a <laughs> robot once I already have my snatch game picked out should I ever end up on Canada's Drag Race and originally I was going to do Buffalo Bill because I do an, a pretty good Buffalo Bill but then I thought that's a literary character and also an extremely transphobic character at the same time so not the best idea I thought you were talking about like <laughs> or, from or Silence of is. the Lambs yeah it's Silence of the Lambs that's is that okay? Exactly- you meant? Oh, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, would you fuck me? <laughs> Yeah, that Uh. that whole shit. Also, how far could I get with? What do you rule size fourteen? Yeah, it's it's (laughs) only gonna go so far before it gets to like. Now I'm gonna skin you alive. Oh no,
0: my my backup (laughs)
1: character, and this is in case anybody is listening from Drag Race. (laughs) let this. My my character that I'm gonna do is anybody know who Brian Blessed is? No. Have you ever seen the movie Flash Gordon? Oh, boy. Okay, so Brian Blessed is a huge uh, character celebrity in the UK because everything he does, he does to the loudest level possible. So I'm just going to move the microphone back. He talks like this! My God! (laughs) Look at his eyes! And everything is, yes, yep. most of those pictures are him yelling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's got a great big bushy beard. He's a part time adventurer. <laughs> and everything sounds oh, like man. that. That's awesome. <laughs> so if I can keep my blood pressure from not killing me, like. <laughs> <blood sugar. laughs> but yeah look up a look up snatch game compilations on youtube you will be dying you may not understand all the jokes but when they land doesn't you don't even have to know the context it's just like oh fuck. my my friends and i at uh wrestling lost it when one year somebody did china we we're just okay. like oh this is and nobody else at the bar was laughing and we're losing our shit going this is the best thing? Why aren't you laughing at these great China jokes?
3: Well, I have to add that another great one is when the jokes don't land and it's just crickets and they cut to Rue and he's going <laughs> <laughs> Or,
1: or when, the, when, when the impression is so bad that it somehow becomes good again. So like this year on All Star 7, somebody was Prince but didn't know oh, no. how to be Prince oh, other no. than just sat there and went,
0: Oh,
3: (laughs) jeez. Watch Purple Rain and solve the whole thing.
1: Yeah, really. It didn't matter because it was funny as fuck to watch her sit there and just go, (laughs) Chester's.
0: Awesome. jeez. All right. Well, if you guys are up for it, I think we have three questions that we have to ask Sam before we let him go. today.
1: Dope. Awesome.
0: So the first question you already know the answer to you've the, the challenge that we ask you to give our listeners. Um,
1: You gave us a great challenge. Do you remember what that challenge was? Uh, I believe I said, go out there and find, I, I I earnestly believe that in all art forms, there's a version of that art that you will like. That a person will like. If you've never read a comic book in your life, there's a comic book character for you, and it doesn't have to be a superhero thing. It can be like uh, a sword and sandals epic fantasy, or it can be a slice of like life comic, right? Same thing goes for wrestling, and same thing goes for drag. There's a wrestler out there that you can get really into, even though you may have never watched wrestling in your life before. You want to see funny? You can pull up guys like Warhorse he's he's a funny he, on top of being a genuinely good wrestler right dan Housen is always a laugh all right there's guys i i trained with mark wheeler is the most manic spoiled little bitch boy brat and i <laughs> love i love, love every second that he's in the ring because he's he's learned how to use his face in ways that so many other wrestlers will be like i'm gonna throw a punch now punch Whereas Mark's going to go in there and just be like, right? Huge facial expressions from him. Uh, If you want to see some really gory, bloody stuff, great. If you want to see amazing acrobatics, there's guys for that too. There's guys, girls, those in between and beyond that'll suit whatever need you want. And the same thing goes for drag, right? You want to see, there's Mark Wheeler right now. Yeah side little... so pull up a photo so you guys know who i'm talking Who are used to, who yeah. he's talking about <laughs> and same thing for drag right if you want to see great costumes there's going to be amazing costume queens there's going to be great dancers there's going to be great comedians there's going to be great speakers bianca del rio is an incredible comedian who somehow is able to recycle jokes from the 1950s and make you laugh at them despite the fact that you know my granddad probably thinks that these are awful jokes (laughs) because he heard them when they first were made right yeah it's out there whatever the art form is you know talking about tool earlier like i i've never listened to tool properly but i've listened to a lot of a perfect circle so i know i i I know i like i went through my goth phase in, in high school and so i was like oh yeah this is it this is dope Right, because it was more melodic than it was, yeah, like hard. Because uh, yeah. I never got into hard and angry stuff. But it's out there, right? If you find one Backstreet Boys song you like, you don't throw it out because you're like, Oh god, Backstreet Boys. You just go, oh, great, I love this <laughs> song. Don't have to listen to the rest of them, but I love this one. I like that
0: approach, though. I mean, even if you were to apply that to wrestlers, there's so many wrestlers that I can't stand, and of course, my wife is. I'm going to say Shelly is the wrestling fan in our family way more than I am uh, since way back. And I, I might've mentioned to you, she was at WrestleMania six. I mean, she's yep. a huge super fan. Um, so she can look at wrestlers and appreciate them in a different way than I generally can. You know, I'll look at the wrestler and the persona and be
1: like, the guy's an asshole. I don't like him. And then I won't like him in real life. Ah, right? but, but, but it's, do you not like him because he's doing such a good job of that's making you hate him? Or do you just like look at him and go, I just, I don't like this guy.
0: And that's the question people don't ask. They just react and they don't think to ask that question. So really the challenge you're issuing is find the thing that you hate and find something you really like about it. Mm-hmm. And something you can appreciate about it.
2: Yeah. That's a, that's a solid challenge. If I ever heard one,
0: it's not easy.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm <laughs> there do you it. go.
3: I just grabbed Ford. Ford cars. And-
1: <laughs> Ford. Oh, I, I thought we were talking about the other Ford. Yeah, there. the other Ford. <laughs>
0: you know, <I> don't- <laughs> it's hard to find something about that. That That's actually the very good challenge to do it on, on Ford, for sure.
1: He'll be great worm food at some point.
2: There you go. Positive way of looking at it. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Full kind of guy. <laughs>
1: Next questions. Um,
0: the first, second question wait what was that is everybody okay yes yeah, it's, it's yeah. fine it's fine right, it's just me being a klutz as always. <laughs> okay <laughs> just making sure andrew didn't drop <laughs> dishes again
4: no no he didn't fall down the <laughs> stairs or drop dishes again
0: all right so excellent.
2: we're good <laughs>
0: okay so uh next question tools of the trade uh, something that you can rely on that gets you through your daily life every day Something that is just uh, – it could be a tool. It could be a mental way of thinking. It could just be a philosophy, uh, whatever. What would you consider a tool of the trade that gets you through your day-to-day?
1: Well, for a physical tool, uh, I've always got like a podcast or music with me because I got to distract part of my brain Constantly. It's got to be learning. It's got to be doing something. It's got to be absorbing something. Whether it's just guys sitting around doing goofy goofums, or if it is genuinely like, and then the murderer stabbed them twenty-seven times each, and you're like, "Oh, did they?" <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, that's that's a general thing. But uh, my my kind of life thing, my 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 life mantra is I. And I, I will say that I shamelessly stole these and then smushed them together. I'm a huge fan of uh, Terry Pratchett. And I'm a big fan of X-Men comics. And I have been for forever, for ages and ages and ages. And so in X-Men, there was a, a short run called uh, X-Men Legacy, which was all about Professor Xavier's insane son, trying to come to grips with the fact that he does have multiple personalities and how do I how do I work with that and he had this mantra he would repeat to himself it was I rule me right I'm the one in charge right and and nobody else it's it's me I'm in charge of whatever's going in there but then from the Terry Pratchett side I'm a big fan of all the 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 witches characters especially like Granny Weatherwax and she would say soul and center you have to be the soul and center of every of of yourself and your world and so together it's you know i rule me soul and center you know it's i'm working from the inside out and i try not to let the external stuff get in the way but you know sometimes it does but that's why i've got the mantra Hmm.
0: (laughs) i love it um it's actually kind of similar to mine um i've simplified mine as i shoot for me which is you know just giving me that permission to just do what i want to do and not have to do what this person wants me to do to shoot or the style that these people want me to shoot in or, you know, or reasons why I shoot are, are my reasons. They're not, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it to get paid. So I don't want to get bullshit from these photographers that shoot to get paid that want to get pissed at me or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I shoot for me and I, I love that. Um, I rule me soul and center. Very cool. All right. The last question before you are free um, would be, what's your jam? What's that one song that just absolutely gets you amped up. You never skip past always get your five star.
1: Oh, that's, Hmm. That one's, that one's been going back and forth. I recently, I've been really jamming out to pure honey, but from Beyonce's newest album, which is, it's an amazing, like, if you want to hear what ballroom and the LGBTQ community sounds like, it's that song. Hmm. Uh my I think my three proper go-to songs though are uh Nail Polish by Mylon, which is why it was my entrance music. Uh Kimono by MNDR. And then the last one is uh I'm trying to remember the title and and who sang it, and I hate that I forget both. We put you on the spot, that's Uh, why
2: uh it's a super tough question don't worry we, we all we all have a problem i know i know, I know. It's i'm so hard i'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm
0: gonna ask me I,
3: just, style of music. I didn't even give it i was like uh music what Band? see i'm bad like that i i
0: i listen to tool and pretty much tool you know a tool police rush and i've got a song that i listen to every morning before i get ready like literally every single morning mm-hmm. i know exactly how long it is so it helps me plan my day you know like <laughs> i'm weird like that i've listened to the same music since i was 15 for the most part
1: that's okay you know what you like i figured it out it's uh slip away by perfume genius
3: okay. and it's notes. Just this
1: it's it's a it's a very queer love song about just like you know no matter how big this emotion gets and what else the rest of the world is doing we can just let that slip away and hold ourselves in the center of it. And it's just, it's got a tremendous crescendo belt built into it too. So yeah, it's, it's really those three songs are kind of my go-tos. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you guys. Anything else you'd like to add before we say goodnight?
4: I just want to uh, say thanks for coming on again, Sam. And uh, where can people follow you?
1: So, I'm, I'm going to use the spiel that I use for my podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Hries indigo all one word, R H Y S, spelled the Welsh way. And you can follow the pod on Is It Camp Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the podcast pretty much anywhere uh, that you can download podcasts from. And the episodes vary in length. So if you don't want to spend two and a half hours that we shoved into the movie labyrinth, you can spend about an hour on an episode we did on (laughs) Frasier. Awesome.
0: All right, Sean, Mark, Aurora, thank you very much for being here this week. And Sam, thank you extremely very much for being here as well. It was great meeting you in the store. And I'm really thankful that you took the time to be with us tonight. I think mm-hmm. I learned some stuff. Sean, I know you learned some stuff. Mark enjoyed some stuff. And Aurora is just awesome enjoying everything.
1: <laughs> so thank you, everybody who's
0: watched. And I hope everybody has a great week. We'll see you all next time. Take care.
1: Peace. ta Oh yeah